0: In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 13. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 13. And then uh, we'll read on through a portion of chapter 7. Uh, When God spoke to Joshua, he sent. An angel, and he said, I've come as captain of the host of the Lord's army. Joshua, take off your sandals for your standing on holy ground. And he did so. And as he did so, God began to explain to him, this is what I have in mind. This is what I want you to do as you go to Jericho. And Joshua heard. Joshua responded in faith, and they went and took Jericho uh, to the glory of God. You see, he, he trusted in what God said. He followed God's direction in his life. Uh, I'm convinced that one of the most important things that we could ever do is to listen to God and follow what he says. I want you to know something. You're not going to be saved through performance, That's not what we're talking about. You're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. But there is such a thing as the walk of faith. And the walk of faith comes by listening to God and doing what he says. And uh, there's great power in it. Jesus said, according to your faith, so it will be to you. And so faith is is critically important. As we look at the story of Noah, one of the things that's interesting about the story of Noah is that God was doing something for the first time. He was sending rain upon the earth. Nobody had ever seen anything like this in the history of the world up to that time. And God told Noah, I want you to build a boat, and here's how I want you to build it. And I'm going to send rain. What's rain? I I can imagine that conversation. Well, What's that? Uh, But this was something completely new. God gave Noah instruction, and Noah followed it. Now, I guess I probably ought to backpedal just a little bit here and mention this because some people doubt the story of Noah and they they scoff at the story of Noah. Uh, But the fact is, I believe that there was a literal flood that covered literal mountains. Uh, Matter of fact, I was doing a little research this week and uh, did you know there are seashells on every mountaintop in the world matter of fact even Mount Everest the highest mountain that we have they have found seashells at the peak now people scoff at Noah's flood and I've heard I was reading I was reading one day one article on the internet where this guy was trying to debunk Noah's flood and so forth, and he said well these these seashells they they came about because of the continental drift. Well, I maybe so, but guess what? I believe the continental drift happened because of the flood, and you still don't you still don't get around the fact that there are seashells. that means there has to have been a time in history where ocean water... By the way, some of those seashells are fossilized. Okay, So it's not that somebody's gone up there and said, Oh, here, let's put some seashells up here. No, these are fossilized, and there has to have been a time in history where water covered the land that these mountains consist of. We know the answer to that. We're told in the Word of God. Also, it's interesting to notice that in every culture of the world there's a flood story every continent has a flood story now they differ in some of the side issues and so forth the side details uh but they have a family that needs to be saved that builds a boat to be saved that is delivered from a flood and 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 is released afterwards and Uh, now you say well why should i believe the bible story of a flood if there's a bunch of of flood stories why should i believe the bibles well you ought to believe the bibles because jesus rose from the dead and there's no other person in history who has ever accomplished that on their own to be raised from the dead to never die again you ought to believe what jesus says jesus spoke of the days of noah now i saw something interesting then i'm going to move on from this and but, but I saw something interesting when I went up to the ark in, in uh, Kentucky. And I saw that they had all the, some different flood stories up there and the different boats that are described in these flood stories. And guess which ark was the most seaworthy? The one in Scripture that God describes. I think that's, that's highly interesting. First of all, they had never built a boat. Have you ever thought about that? How do you come up with the idea for a boat, especially when you've never seen rain? How do you come up with this idea? There had never been a boat built, but God gives Noah directions, and I'm told that the directions that Noah received for the dimensions of the ark were perfect to keep it from toppling over, to to ride it in the waves. Listen, this is the God that we serve. So I'm not going to be cowed by somebody who wants to scoff at the story of Noah. Number one, I believe it's true based on the evidence. But number two, Christ changed my heart. And somebody who can change my heart, I can, I can trust with what he says in his word. So, so I'm going to move on. But um, Noah was given instructions by God and he followed them and he lived a life of faith. You and I need to live a life of faith as well in God through the power of the Holy Spirit we need to live a life of faith. And the title of my message is Walking by Faith. Walking by Faith. Look, uh, look with me. Let's go ahead. I told you verse 13. But let's go ahead and look up at verse 9. Genesis 6 verse 9. These are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. Blameless among his contemporaries. And we're told earlier in chapter 6 that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Um, So, Noah walked with God, and Noah fathered three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with wickedness. God saw how corrupt the earth was, for every creature had corrupted its way on the earth. Then God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to every creature, for the earth is filled with wickedness because of them. Therefore, I am going to destroy them along with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to make it. The ark will be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. You are to make a roof, finishing the sides of the ark to within 18 inches of the roof. You are to put a door in the side of the ark. Make it with lower, middle, and upper decks. Understand that I am bringing a flood, flood floodwaters on the earth to destroy every creature under heaven with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will die, but I will establish my covenant with you. And you will enter the ark with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. You are also to bring into the ark two of all the living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of everything. From the birds according to their kinds, from the livestock according to their kinds, and from the animals that crawl on the ground according to their kinds. They will come to you so that you can keep them alive. Take with you every kind of food that is eaten. Gather it as food for you and for them. And Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded him. Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. You are to take with you seven pairs, a male and its female, of all the clean animals, and two of the animals that are not clean, male and female, and seven pairs, male and female, of the birds of the sky, in order to keep the offspring alive on the face of the whole earth. Seven days from now, I will make it rain on the earth, 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe off from the face of the earth every living thing that I have made. And Noah did everything that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood came and the water covered the earth. So Noah, his sons, his wife, and his son's wives entered the ark because of the waters of the flood. From the clean animals, unclean animals, birds, and every creature that crawls on the ground, two of each, male and female, entered the ark with Noah, just as God had commanded him. And seven days later, the waters of the flood came on the earth. Walking by faith. How do we walk by faith in this life? Well, the first thing I want you to see is we need to hear God's word. We need to hear God's word. In verse 14 of chapter 6, he says, "Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, and make rooms in the ark." Now, this is a general description. Okay, that God probably went into a whole lot more detail as to how the sizes of the rooms and so forth would be to be made, and He probably gave him instructions. A lot of people believe He probably used younger animals that were not full grown in certain parts of it and so forth. A lot of this this instruction, these details are left out. But the point is that God gave Noah instruction and Noah followed it. But he had to hear that instruction in order to follow it. One of the most important things that you can do as a child of God is to hear his word. Hear his word in your personal daily time with God. We've been given a great blessing here in this country. We have the word of God. And, you know, mine's kind of falling apart a little bit here you see if you can see from from there but uh i don't want to get rid of it because i've got good notes in it that i like and uh but uh but we have in, in our country we all of us have bibles don't we most of us have several translations at our home many parts of the world they don't have that take advantage of that spend time in god's word and let him speak to you and when you come to God's Word, ask God to speak to you. Say, Lord, as I read your Word today, would you please speak to me and help me apply these truths from your Word in my life? And uh, and then see how God will use his Word. Another way to hear his Word is to come to the local assembly of believers, right? We get our encouragement from time that we spend together. Um, Sunday school would be included in that, the worship service or you know, uh, the different, different times in the week, we, we have opportunity. So uh, you can take advantage of the opportunity to hear God's word. Nothing more important that you could hear. Um, a lot of people value education. And, um, and, and I'm grateful for education. It's good. And praise the Lord for it. But can I tell you something? The most valuable thing you could ever learn, the most valuable thing you could ever hear is God's word. And as you hear God's word and you choose to follow it, what a difference it can make in your life. So hear it regularly. Uh, In in Hebrews it says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, uh, but exhort each other (laughs) as you have the opportunity for for the time is short, basically. And so he's saying, look, you need this time together in God's word. You need to encourage each other in God's word There needs to be edification going on. Why? Because we need to hear the word of the Lord. Walking by faith. You can't walk in trust of something unless you know what that something is. Amen? You've got to hear it. So hear God's word. And and notice, too, if you look down in verse 1 of chapter 7, the Lord says to Noah, Enter the ark. You and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. So God had extended his grace to Noah and had changed his heart. And Noah was living a righteous life before the Lord. And God was blessing him. He says, enter the ark. He gives him this instruction. And Noah did. He received the animals. He, he received his family, his sons, his wife, his sons' wives. They enter the ark, eight people. And then the Bible says God shut the door. I don't think we got that far, but in the story is that God shut the door. They listened to God's direction. Can I tell you something? You need to listen to God's direction about your salvation. The Bible says that there is a limited time that we have to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And if we die without Christ, there's no hope. Christ just says, in the essence, come into the ark. By the, word, by the way, did you know that the word for ark in Hebrew means coffin? It's the same word that was used of Moses being in the bulrushes, the little container that his mama made for him. It's a picture of the death and resurrection of Christ. As they went into the ark and the death and the destruction and the wrath of God and the justice of God covered the earth, they were safe. Why? Because they were in the ark. They were in Christ. And then there was new life for them once the wrath had passed. I want you to know something. Jesus Christ took your wrath at Calvary. He took the justice you deserved upon himself at Calvary, and he said it is finished. All that needs to be paid has been paid. Now you need to put your faith and trust in me so that you can be in Christ. You can be in me, Jesus would say. So it's as though when you put your faith in Christ, you enter into the ark and God closes the door and you're secure. You're safe from the wrath of God. You're safe from the justice of God. You're safe from everything that we deserve. I love that verse and that hymn, My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin not in part, but the whole was nailed to the cross. And I bear it no more. Praise the Lord oh my soul. Um, so hear what God says and listen to this invitation that God gives you based upon what Christ has done to Make a decision to turn from your sin and put your trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, to as many as received him, to them gave he the right to be called the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. Hear the invitation, receive Christ today. We'll give you an opportunity here in a few moments. Uh, So we need, how do you walk by faith? We need to hear God's word. Secondly, we need to obey God's direction. We need to obey God's direction. You say, well, pastor, I know that. Yes, I know it too, but I don't always practice it. Do you? Obey God's direction. Look at what uh, it says in 622. Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded him. He built the ark. He finished it. Look at verse 5 of chapter 7. It says, and Noah did everything that the Lord commanded him. He not only heard the word of God, he obeyed what he heard. Very simple, isn't it? But it's profound. If you you put it into practice in your life, it'll change your life. He obeyed. James says, don't be just hearers of the word, be doers of the word. He said a lot of us are like, somebody that looks in a mirror and forgets what he looks like. You ever had one of those dreams that you you know, you you leave home and, and you're in your uh, sleeping clothes or something and you're you know, you have your hair's messed up and somebody sees you out in the street and you're like Oh and you, all of a sudden it occurs to you, it dawns on you I look like I did when I got up, I didn't get ready. You know, and uh, it, I hate those dreams, but it You know, uh, sometimes we're like that spiritually. We look into the Word of God and and we see ourselves. We see what needs to be tweaked or what we need to do, but we don't respond. And so what happens is, because we haven't responded to God, the problem is not solved in our life. Because we haven't responded to God, uh, we don't grow spiritually as God desires. And so we've got to obey God's direction uh sometimes obeying directions can be very important uh i remember when i was about i think i was in seventh grade and i had gone over to jeff will Height's house uh he's a friend i had in, in oneida and uh, his daddy uh had bought him a motorcycle and uh he he was describing to me i'd never ridden the motorcycle he said okay now this is what you do, you know, this is how you shift gears and, you know, how you, this is the gas, this is the brake. Um, and he said, in that, but one thing you need to pay attention to, he said, the left-hand handle is the brake, but the right-hand handle is the clutch. And if you pull the clutch and you think you're pulling the brake, it's going to lurch forward. So I heard all of that, kind of absorbing. Got on it, drove around his yard. Went to stop and guess what I did? I pulled both handles. And guess what it did? It lurched forward. And it hit his daddy's pickup truck. And uh, luckily, he had one of those big runners along the side, you know, so it just hit the runner. And he took the runners off, and it didn't damage the truck itself. But talk about feeling bad! I, I felt bad. Following directions can be important, can it? Um. <clears throat> have y'all ever seen those words that strike fear into the heart of every parent? Some assembly required. And then you have, well, I don't need the directions, and you start trying to put it together by yourself, and you, about halfway through you realize, let me see those things. <laughs> you know. And uh, uh, you end up having to, well, listen, the directions are important. So if those kind of directions are important, how much more the directions that God gives us for our lives how much more the directions that God gives us that this is how to live a godly life this is how to find salvation this is how to be wise in your life follow God's direction it's so important in life how do you do that well first of all you need a relationship with Christ first and as we just mentioned and you need to begin trusting you need to put your trust in Christ and receive the gift of eternal life. Um, That's the first step. And then, after you do that, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you follow God's direction. There are going to be days where you don't feel like following God's direction. Some of you are not morning people. Listen, I feel your pain. I'm not a morning person. I I drink two big cups of coffee in the morning and then I hit it again in the afternoon a lot of times. Um, I... Uh, wake up usually in a fog. If I was to base whether or not I had my de- uh, devotions based on how I feel, less, uh, it probably would never happen. I have to get up, I have to begin to take some steps to get myself caffeinated so that I can then go and spend that time with God. There'll be many times in your life where you may have a temptation in your life and. There's a draw to go a certain direction, and you'll have to make a choice. Listen, by faith, I choose to trust that Christ's power is greater than what I'm struggling with here, and you choose to put your faith in Christ, and you overcome. But I've got to make that choice through the power of the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad that we're not in this life alone? Uh, God has given us somebody who is called alongside us, His name is the Holy Spirit, to live in us and to help us and to comfort us and guide us in this life. And to empower us, to quicken us. I like that. It's the old King James word, but I like it. Quicken. It's the word that was used when somebody was raised up from the dead. Or when somebody was charged back up uh, and helped and strengthened. Uh, This is what the Holy Spirit of God will do for us. When we need his help, some things are are easier to obey, other things are more difficult to obey, but you walk by faith. And we, it's kind of like YouTube, right? Y'all ever look on YouTube to figure out how to fix something? Uh, I've done that. And you know, sometimes you find something that's good, and other times it has nothing to do with what you're working on, right? The key of whether or not you follow the directions that you're given on YouTube. Is based on whether or not you trust in what the person is saying, right? Because if you don't trust them, you're not going to do what they say. But if you do trust them, you'll do what they say. Same thing is true with God. If you trust God, you'll do what he says. So walking by faith involves obeying God's directions. Walking by faith, how do you do it? Hear God's word. Secondly, obey God's direction. Thirdly, rely on God's power. Rely on God's power. Look at chapter 7 and verse 8. From the clean animals, unclean animals, birds and every creature that crawls on the ground, two of each, male and female, entered the ark with Noah, just as God had commanded him. It also says that God would send the animals to Noah. So uh, I've heard it said sometimes that... uh, Well, how would Noah know which animals to put on the ark? How would he be able to find all these animals? He didn't. God sent the animals to him. It was supernatural. What an amazing thing. Uh, So, Noah just hears God's word. He obeys it. And then the part that he can't do, God takes care of for him. Did you know God will do the same thing in our lives? As we trust Him. You're not in this Christian life alone. God is with you. What did Jesus say? I will never leave you or forsake you. You listen to Him. You obey Him in your life. And guess what? I'm going to tell you something. The part that you can't do, He'll do. I love what Jeremiah 33 says. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Sometimes we don't even know what to ask for, do we? God says, call to me. Say, Lord, I've obeyed you. I've, I've, uh, I've heard you and so forth, but I don't know what to do with this. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Uh, then rely on his power. Just trust him. There's, a, there's an old hymn that says, simply trusting every day, trusting through the stormy way, even when my faith is small, trusting Jesus, that is all. And uh, in life, sometimes when you're obeying God, there are difficulties, there are struggles, there are things that come up in your life that you don't know how to handle. But praise God, we always have somebody with us who always knows how to handle it. Do you know God's perfect in wisdom? Somebody once says, has it ever occurred to you that nothing ever occurs to God? Nothing that happens in our lives it ever takes Him by surprise. Nothing that we can face. He doesn't, he doesn't ring and say, what am I going to do with this? I've never heard that one before. He's never without the power to help us. Rely on His power. Rely on You know, the greatest thing that we couldn't do is save ourselves. But Praise God. John 3.16 says, But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God had a plan. God knew we were going to fail. Did you know Adam and Eve's sin didn't take God by surprise? The wickedness of the people in Noah's day didn't take God by surprise. God had a plan to overcome, and he did it through the cross. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. Whatever you're facing, we're not uh, promised a trouble-free life in this world. and, And praise God, one day that will be over, and we'll enter the presence of God. What a glorious day that will be. In the meantime, though... Trust God. The scripture says, I've seen a righteous man fall seven times. But the Lord picked him up. Seven times. You may stumble. You may blow it. You may struggle in your life. But can I tell you, God's with you. He'll pick you up. Rely on his power. Rely on him to come alongside. Um, I believe it was Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, that... um, Heard about an opposing army coming against him. And God said, go send the worshipers out front. And uh, let them sing and then I'll throw the army into confusion and you'll win the victory. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? Um, I remember uh, a lot of the time I was a music major for a while before I, God called me to preach. and And I remember usually the the most i'm not saying if you're a music person don't take this wrong way i was too okay so i'm i'm not saying everybody's like this but a lot of times the weakest guys are in music you ever think about that you're going to send them to the front lines this is what god told Joshua to do but well, what did he do he relied on god's power he sent them to the front lines and they begin to worship God. They begin to have a praise service. They begin to lift up God. And the power of God fell, and the opposing army was destroyed. They didn't have the power to handle the situation. Joshua said, What am I going to do, Lord? How am I going to handle this? God gave him a crazy, it sounds crazy. It was actually wise, but it sounds crazy. Go send them up front and let them worship, and I'll come down and solve the problem. They relied on God's power. Rely on God's power in your life. Uh, God will do a work in you. So, walking by faith, how do you do it? Hear God's word, obey God's direction, rely on God's power, and finally, believe God's predictions. Believe God's predictions. Verse 10 of chapter 7 says this, Seven days later, the waters of the flood came on the earth. Now, This is the fulfillment of predictions. Look back at verse uh, 13 of chapter 6. What does God say to Noah? I've decided to put an end to every creature, for the earth is filled with wickedness because of them. Therefore, I'm going to destroy them along with the earth. So God says, I'm going to destroy them. This is going to happen through the flood. Then look at uh, chapter 7, verse 4. Seven days from now, God even tells him the number of days. Seven days from now, I will make it rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe off from the face of the earth every living thing I have made. God's making a prediction, right? Verse 10 of chapter 7 seven days later, the waters of the flood came on the earth, just like God said. Believe God's predictions. Many times people don't walk by faith because they don't believe what God has said. They don't believe His predictions. They don't believe the prophecies of God. They don't believe what God says about the Christian life, and so they don't follow God in faith. Um, what are some predictions that God makes? Well, God says, "Call unto me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not." a prediction right if you call on me i'll show you great and mighty things right he doesn't necessarily say i'll give you what you want but he says i'll show you great and mighty things there's a prediction there have we seen some great and mighty things in this church as we've called upon god amen I, i i think just this past past week with my daughter uh you know finding out about her not needing treatments anymore we've seen betty walker healed and uh we so many so many answers to prayer over the years. We serve an awesome God. God fulfills His predictions, doesn't He? Uh, I'll never leave you or forsake you. God said that. It's a prediction. It's a promise, but it's also a prediction. I found that when I was going through through a difficult time, that I thought, "What am I going to do? How am I going to make it through this?" Guess what? God didn't leave me in that circumstance. Um. There's a song called He's Been Faithful. I'm not going to quote the lyrics to you. Relax. He's been faithful. And uh, guess what? I've seen that over and over again. I, I was thinking about that this week in my in my quiet time. I, I just I thought, God, over and over and over and over again, you've been faithful. You've kept your word. You've kept your promise. What are some promises God tells us? Well, he says one day, the trumpet's going to sound. The dead are going to rise, and we'll be caught up together to meet them in the air. Uh, if you've trusted Christ, that's a promise of God. One day, you're going on an airplane trip. Well, it's not an airplane trip. You're going, going on an air trip, right? You don't need an airplane. It's just going to happen. Whoosh! In an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, you'll be changed. Uh, That's a promise of God. Believe the prediction. You know, many people live for today rather than living in light of eternity. Why? Because they don't believe the predictions of God. They live their life as though today is all that there is. Please don't do that. Put your trust in God. Live with eternal priorities in your life. Some people don't believe god 's priorities of uh, uh, predictions of chastening. the Bible says in hebrews twelve um, whom God loves he chastens a lot of people don't believe that they think well god's not going to if I continue on in this sin it's not going to matter if I continue sinning god's not going to care he's going to let me hey I just confess it i I just confess it it'll be done well it is done in the sense of God God restores your fellowship and so forth. But if you have a heart that is committed to sin, I want to tell you something. You're going to be chastened. If you're a child of God, and if you're not a child of God, you won't be chastened. And that ought to make you worry. Some some of you may be saying, well, I've never been chastened. Well, you need to worry about your salvation because if you're a child of God, you'll be chastened. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, in Thessalonians, he, sa- he says, look, if you take advantage of your brother in the area of sexual immorality in the church, God is the avenger of people that do that. You say, well, I believe in grace. Well, so do I. Praise God for grace. Praise God for the grace that God has extended to me that my penalty for my sins has been put upon Christ. But can I tell you something? Even though God's forgiven you of your sin and even though you're accepted by God in the sense of being his child, God is not mocked. And if He says He's going to avenge something, He's going to avenge it. Some people don't believe that. They say, well, I can just live my life any old way I want to. God's not going to do anything. Be careful. Believe the predictions of God. Walking by faith involves believing the predictions of God. So how do you walk by faith? Hear God's Word, obey God's direction, rely on God's power, and believe God's predictions. Um, What a wonderful day it will be when Jesus Christ comes and there'll be no sorrow, there'll be no crying, there'll be no pain, there'll be no death. I'm ready. Even so, Lord Jesus, quickly come. Uh, In the meantime, let's walk by faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to walk by faith.